Hi, and welcome back to the Wasteland Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Syatt, and if you're watching, you'll recognize this new or old location from episodes such as the John Glotto Beast to Beast episode, and I'm doing that for a couple reasons. One, I'm, I'm visiting my father, and it's my aunt's 98th uh, birthday, but I, uh, I'm happy that I'm back here to do this intro and outro because while I was down here, I did a bunch of interviews, which will be coming over the next month. But um, the one you're going to see today is a very special episode because the person calling in, Caleb, he found this podcast through the John Glott episode. So a big shout out to Obese to Beast, John Glott, for inspiring people all over the world. And um, it's I'm just so happy to have Caleb on this week. Very quickly, I do apologize for having no episode last week. I was uh, getting ready for this trip, and uh, to be honest, because of my cold and um, being having to reschedule all these interviews for today, or this week, I apologize, I, uh, I didn't have one, and I wanted to make sure I had a good episode for you. So just to give you a quick two-week episode, uh, two-week uh, catch-up, uh, when I was, speaking of catch-up, um, I... Uh, <laughs> I when the last time we spoke, I was two twelve point eight, and um, as of last week, I was at two oh nine point two. So I'm very excited because I'm over one hundred twenty five pounds down, and I don't know if it's fly, flying or the weather down here in Florida, but I just checked. I'm weighing in uh, the day this comes out, and I'm already down at close to two pounds. So we'll see. I should have at least a two pound weight loss this week. And uh, I'm just very happy about it. I have some very cool episodes coming up. I have a uh, a woman who is specializes in um, the she she has a a, a degree in uh, nutrition, but she also specializes in hyp- hypnotherapy, which will be very interesting. Um, and also a doctor who specializes in in weight loss. So I'm very excited to have both of them on. I also have some listener calls that are have been great and I'm excited to talk to Caleb this week because Caleb um for a couple reasons. One, he's very smart. Caleb and I, I have this in front of me is a postdoctoral researcher which if you went to art school like me you might be like what does that mean? Well, it means this is in between um, getting your PhD and becoming a professor, and Caleb has a PhD in veterinary entomology, which is gross. I'm sorry, Caleb. Good for you. I'm glad you're doing it because I do not like bugs. Um, we were talking about it beforehand, and and it's uh, very interesting. And he's a very smart person, and I'm very glad that I don't have to touch bugs. Gross. Um, but <laughs> he is a very smart person. And he actually lost a lot of weight twice. He lost, um, I believe, right around 100 pounds the first time he did it. And then as it happens, you know, when, when um, things go on in your life and Caleb was stuttering, stuttering, I'm stuttering, studying for his um, some very intense exams for his PhD, he gained a lot of it back. And over the last couple of years, Caleb has lost over, or not over, he's lost 120 pounds, and he looks great, and he has maintained that 120-pound weight loss 
for three years, which is honestly what I think is probably harder than even losing it. So he lost weight the first time and really uh, dedicated himself. And not only has he dedicated himself to his eating, but he runs ultra marathons, I believe is the term. He runs a lot. Yeah, I'm right. Ultra marathons. He has run... I think it's like yeah, over 50 miles. Like he's run like over 30, 40. I think he's tried to run 50 miles. It's it's frankly, I don't understand. Between the bugs and the running, Caleb, you are a um a much manlier man than I am because all of that running sounds crazy, but it is something it's that something that I um I'm just very happy for him for. I was going to say proud, but he doesn't need for me to be proud of him. Um I just can't imagine Doing that, and for A to have the, um, you know, not even the brain power, but the the fortitude to lose over a hundred pounds twice, and to run, and he wasn't like a huge runner. He was active, he said, but he started running after he lost the weight or while he was losing the weight, and it was that's just to be able to to not only. Because a lot of people will they'll talk to me like, "Oh, it's amazing that you lost weight." It is, but I'm I'm still I still feel like the same person. I'm just making better choices, and to be able to, for Caleb to be able to not only lose the weight but to find something that he enjoys so much that helps him do it. He actually it was interesting. He actually talks about um, that it's easier for him to lose weight. When he's not running, because when he's running, he needs to eat a lot of mu- um, ice and money. He needs to eat a lot of food, so he doesn't, um, you know, hurt himself. And he need- does. It takes a lot of calories to run fifty miles. So, Caleb is a fantastic person. I'm so happy that you get to hear his story because it's inspiring to me, and uh, I-, I hope it's inspiring to you. I do want to give a very quick shout out to our sponsor for this week, and our sponsor is Sheath Underwear. To celebrate the 100 pounds I lost, now it's over 125, uh, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, uh, she sent me some of their underwear, they're, they're great for guys, they have a two pouch compartment, honestly Caleb, we should try to get Caleb some of these underwears, I'll, I'll send a, a letter to my agent, and maybe they'll send him some, or maybe I can send him some, because it would be great for his running, they're great looking, they're soft, and they're uh, not only an American company, they're a veteran-owned company. The person behind Sheath Underwear, U.S. Army soldier Robert Patton, came up with the idea in his second tour in Iraq. And um, if it's good enough for a U.S. Army soldier, it's good enough for me. Go to sheathunderwear.com and use promo code SIAT, S-Y-A-T-T, that's sheathunderwear.com, using promo code SIAT to get 20% off of your first order. And don't forget that every order comes with a Sheath Underwear 100% money-back guarantee. That's SheathUnderwear.com, promo code SIAT. Get Sheath Underwear and let them support your balls. Thank you very much, and please welcome Caleb Hubbard to the show. Thank you very much, Caleb. I was reading through your um, your email, and a couple things stuck out to me. And one of the bigger ones that I want to start with is that you actually have lost a lot of weight multiple times. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I was always heavy as a kid. Um, pretty much 
my entire life. Like I, there's one pivotal moment. I remember being a kid going to the pediatrician and this pediatrician essentially looking at me and looking at my mom. I was like probably 10 years old. And he's like, you need to lose 60 pounds. And like telling a 10 year old that you need to lose 60 pounds, I think is kind of traumatizing, at least in, in my perspective. Right. Um, and so, and it was what it was. I never actually went back to that pediatrician, but it was this whole, like pretty much my entire life. I've been, been heavy. Um, and when I, essentially when I decided to start losing weight the first time, um, it was my, right after my freshman year of college. Um, and I, I think I topped out at 355. Um, but I didn't actually weigh myself, you know, for a while. So it might've actually been heavier than that, which I think is very common with a lot of people. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. how t- how tall are you? Just for, for I'm six two. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it it's one of those things that it's you know it, it I do have that height side for me, but it is still you know that's still a lot of weight. Um. Regardless of how tall you are. Oh no no the the height yeah. thing is not uh, it's not a, like a get out of jail free card at all. Three fifty five yeah. at, at any height is is yeah. is, a, is a little bit much, but I was pretty close i was like 20 pounds away from that i'm five foot three on a good day so yeah. um i'm just trying to um it's hard when you're sitting down but that's that's awesome that okay so you made the decision what what prompted it in in college um i i think it was kind of a number of things i, I you know my parents have always been like big advocates of me but like my mom kind of was getting concerned that i was really really heavy um, and so it was kind of like, she kind of sat me down and asked like, Hey, you know, like, do you want to start working out? Do you want to start going to the gym? Do you want to do anything like that? And I kind of just decided like, I think I'm kind of tired of this. Um, and interestingly, uh, how I originally found your podcast was I had followed, uh, John Glaude for a long time, like since he was first on YouTube. Um, and so a lot of his like original videos kind of motivated me. Um, we're a very similar age. And so it was just kind of like a lot of the stuff that he was talking about very much spoke to me. I was like, okay, if he can do this, I can do this as well. No, that's yeah. Uh, John uh, is a very inspiring person and he did it a lot younger than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so how, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 28, 28. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, um, I think that it, and people, it's really tough when you think about losing weight because, you know, I, I really do believe that you have to be ready to do it because people, it's actually funny, someone today texted me who he trained me or tried to help me lose weight a few years ago and I gained 70 pounds after I met him um, just because I wasn't ready. But it's it's um, it's great that you can get, if you buy, like if you can hold this off until like you're 30 or, and beyond, it just it it's really, really helpful and amazing that, that you were able to do it. So, um, were your parents bigger or um not like growing up, I would say not really. Um, but my mom, I think it kind of gone through ebbs and flows of you know gaining 20 or 30 pounds here or there. And so I, I think it was more just a a concern for my health, you know being that heavy and being so young, I, I think that their kind of thought process was, well, you know, it's much easier to lose weight when you're young than yeah. when you're older. Um, and 
kind of the one thing that kind of led up to me um, gaining all this weight. Like I was always heavy. I probably like in high school was, um, you know, 275, probably something like that. Um, but my junior year of high school, um, I had my, my left ankle fused. So I had, I had six screws and a giant pin, uh, put through my ankle. So I was non-weight bearing for like three months. Um, what does that mean? Is that in bed or is that on a crutches so- or? Yeah. So on crutches, meaning you can't put, you can't put any pressure on your foot. Um, for three months, I was in a cast for, you know, 12, uh, 10 to 12 weeks. Um, and then after that, I was put in a walking boot and it took, you know, probably six or seven months to fully recover to where I was like walking around normally. And were you, when you, cause you said you were on 275 at that point, were you like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I was, when you said that height and that weight, I'm like, oh, like, were you a wrestler? Were you on football? Like, did, were, were, were you active or, or, uh, how, what was you, what was that like for you? Yeah. So I, I was, I would say that I was active, um, like in middle school, um, I, I played football, um, and I did a lot of like, uh, bicycle riding and stuff like that. I grew up, um, racing BMX, so bicycle motocross, which is kind of like a, there's like a track and you're racing a bike. Um, so I did that. Um, and where, but once I got to high school, I kind of was more just interested in, you know, classes and stuff like that. And I think honestly, that's kind of where my weight started creeping up was the fact that I was just, you know, I wasn't really doing a whole lot. And especially once I got my license. So once I got my license at 16, I had this ability that I, I remember me and my buddy, we used to ride our bikes from our house to Wendy's and we'd get, uh, you know, chicken sandwiches, and then we'd ride home. And once I had a car, it was, okay, I can do this two or three times a day and it's totally fine. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Wow. I remember too. Cause I, I would even a little bit before that. Cause I got a, a job before I had a car and I, I would get delivery a little bit, but yeah, when, as soon as you get a car, especially at six, I don't know what your high school is like, but my high school I think maybe it was just seniors, but maybe juniors too. If you had a, a car, you, like you could leave for lunch, um, and it just that freedom just killed me. With I, I would go every day. There, there was a place uh, that had barbecue wings, like a, a wing French fry plate, and my friends and I would go two, three times a week. And it's just like, I mean, there's no possible way not to put weight on that way. So, yep. so you had the surgery, you started, you put on a lot of, uh, a good amount of weight. Sounds like, like 75 pounds, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, do you remember when your when your parents, because I'm sure there are a lot of parents who listen to this when your mom brought it up, was it upsetting? Did you get mad at her or did you were you like, yeah, I, I'm, I am ready to fix this. I, I think it was more of an awkward situation um, because I remember we were camping um, and uh, we, we'd go to a, a campground in Malibu, Leo Carrillo State Beach um, every year. It was like a family reunion. And I remember being there and like she brought it up then and she brought it up after I had like uh, there's a, a a Taco Bell on PCH that um, we I driven in that day and I'd gone and got like 
30 tacos and I was going to share them with everybody, but it was just like this thing. Like I showed up with all these tacos and it, it was like a very awkward situation. Um, and so I don't think I knew kind of how to feel. Um, but yeah, it definitely was awkward. I don't think I was upset, but it was just kind of like, you're bringing this up right now type of a thing. Right. It's, I don't have kids, so I'm not, I don't, I can't really speak about it, but it's, I think I, I mean, I've been the fat friend and, and there's, everyone has family members or friends who are bigger and it's, it is a weird thing to have to deal with because if you love someone, you're like, I, I want to do that. But it's also like, was your mom like one of the moms who would f- like cook for you a lot and get like, make like make a ton of food because it's hard to be like, yeah, here's this food, eat all this food. But yeah, you, you might need want to lose some weight and stop eating so much food. Yeah. So, uh, Yes and no. Um, so I, my, my parents have been divorced since I was uh, a young kid. And so, and my mom uh, decided to work night so that she could be there for like sporting events and like performances and stuff like that. So my mom definitely would cook some meals. Um, and those meals generally were like comfort food types of things. Like they're very traditional things that uh, she would make. Uh, but then a lot of it also was just like, Oh, we're going to make, uh, you know, we, we, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And so it was like a hamburger helper, you know, and we would just like have a bunch of these different types of things or, you know, very cheap meals. And I think that some of that was, uh, it, so she would be making food, but it wasn't like, Oh, here, eat all of this food all the time type of a thing. Got it. Okay. And so how, how did you go about losing weight that first time? Yeah. So the first time I, I tried losing weight was, it was, I would, I wouldn't say that it was excessive, but it kind of was, was that it was very much the, uh, chicken and vegetables and sweet potatoes type of a thing that I was just, you know, I was eating a couple times a day and that was pretty much what I was eating. Um, I remember, uh, friends of mine just being like, And even to this day, they harass me about like, for the longest time, I only ate like chicken and vegetables. So like, if we were to go out to dinner somewhere, I'd be like, I need to find somewhere that's going to have, you know, baked chicken and vegetables. And that's all that I'm going to eat. And I'm not going to stray from that at all. This is what I'm going to do. And I also would go to the gym like five to six days a week. And so it was, it was I would say that it was excessive in the sense that now understanding like the appropriate way to make lifestyle changes, that wasn't the appropriate way to do things. But I think a lot of people kind of do that at first. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were talking before we started recording and, and you're a, a postdoctorate. You have a, a doctorate degree. It's, it reminded me sort of like cramming for a test. Like it, it, it's OK for a little bit, but it's not a sustainable I, I guess it could be for some people, but for for most people, especially if you lo- really like food and, and you like the this is the bad stuff, grilled chicken and 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 sweet potatoes is gonna at a certain point you're gonna gonna freak out and run to back to Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, and and that's very true. Um, and it, it was something that for me, uh, my my freshman year of college, I lived in the dorms at school. Um, but after that, just to save money, I moved back in. Uh, with my dad. And that was actually something that was really challenging for me when it came to like cooking my own food and stuff like that, just from the perspective that 
my dad's never been someone that has been like, oh, hey, you need to lose weight. He's like, we kind of have this very like cordial relationship. But when it comes to anything serious, we don't really talk about it. And so it was kind of when I, I would almost hide the fact that I was like eating healthy food because I didn't want it to be brought up that like I was doing this thing that was against the norm of, you know, what everyone else was doing. So it was almost, I almost had shame that I was trying to lose weight a little bit, like living with him just because it was like upsetting the dynamic of the house. Was eating something that you guys would do together? Would you guys go and get burgers or, or something mm-hmm. like that? Like yeah, that, that is, it's funny. I've never thought about that. It is kind of a, I actually had someone say that to me in sort of a joking way, but I, I have a friend that I, I um, would go out to eat with last year before I started losing weight. And then I didn't see him for a long time and went out to eat with him again uh, a couple months ago. He said, you were a lot more fun when you were fat. Um, and it's, yeah, it is. It's sort of a weird thing where, I mean, I, hopefully people will be happy for you, but it's also, it's, it, it, it's, it's different for them. It's, it's sort of like if, if you had a, I don't know, if you had a, a girlfriend who, who cut her hair, like just set, changing things. So that, that did you eventually, I mean, it, it sounds, I think you told me you lost over a hundred pounds. Was that, was it that time or was it uh, another time you lost over a hundred pounds? So I've, I've lost over a hundred pounds twice. Um, so the first time I, I uh, pretty quickly dropped, you know, 50 or 60 pounds, um, and then continued to lose, uh, lose weight and probably got down to about 240. So I'd probably lost about a hundred, 115 pounds. Um, and again, all that was just through diet and exercise. Um, and, and I kept that off for a couple years. So probably, so if that would have been 20, probably 2016 to 20, 18, something like that. So like for two years, I probably bounced between 240 and 250. So right around a hundred pounds lost. Um, and then one thing that you end up going through in when, when you do a PhD is what are called your qualifying exams. And this is generally two years into your PhD where, uh, you pretty much are preparing for these tests. There's written and there's an oral exam where, these people that have been selected to kind of quiz you can pretty much ask you anything about anything. They could ask you to derive some calculus equation if they really wanted to, even if your research is on bugs like mine was. And so I essentially spent, I don't know, eight or nine months preparing for this exam where I pretty much was just sitting at a desk um, studying and a lot of it would be spent at home. And my comfort was essentially just to just eat food. And I ended up slowly over time creeping back up in weight. It'd be, you know, 10 pounds a month probably is probably what I was gaining. Um, And I think we all recognize how easy that is, uh, especially if you were maintaining uh, for a relatively long period of time. How how quickly did you start gaining? Because the, the what I'm trying to figure out is or ask you is like the, the last time I lost weight, I only I lost like seventy or eighty pounds the time before this. 
I started working out and I, I got a little bit of a metabolism and then slowly I'd go, okay, well, I'll get a little bit. Of, I, I tricked myself and said, oh, I'm working out. I need to have egg sandwiches after, mm-hmm. um, but I'll get, of course, I'll get hash browns. And like slowly but surely my, um, how strict I was being waned, but it wasn't like immediately like I started eating junk again. Like how mm-hmm. quickly did you start gaining 10 pounds a month? How long did that take? I, so after I'd lost that weight, it probably was a year and a half. Um, but I would say that I was pretty much like I was staying at like a pretty m- maintenance level. Um, and then it would, I, it was gradual because I was just letting my diet slip little by little, you know, it might be, uh, you know, I'm going to have a cheeseburger and fries at dinner, but I'm going to get a, you know, large drink with that. Or, you know, I'd go out with some friends and, before I would have had one beer. Well, now I'm having four or something like that, where it's like, while there are, you know, there are unhealthy coping mechanisms that you're doing, it also just calorically, I, I really wasn't noticing it, it at first. And and did you, so it sounds like in, in about a year, you put the hundred pounds back on roughly, maybe a little bit longer than yeah, a year. Yeah. So I ended up, I probably was sitting right around probably 250. I would say that that's kind of where my stable weight was for a while. Um, and then I ended up, I, I didn't put back on the whole hundred pounds. I ended up going, I think my highest was 325 again. So 75 or 80 pounds is probably what I ended up uh, gaining back. And how, when did you start realizing that you were gaining weight again? I, I think it was honestly like right towards the end of when I was getting ready to take this exam. Uh, like, I honestly don't think that I really thought about it. Like I wasn't hopping on a scale. I wasn't doing anything like that. Um, I had noticed like, oh, my clothes are fitting tighter or, right. um, and one thing that I, I noticed, and I I've seen this in pictures is I was, my clothes were fitting tighter. So what I was doing was just buying flannels. And then I just wear flannels over top of my t-shirts or whatever it would be. So then it, I, I could kind of pretend that the, the clothes weren't getting tighter. Um, right. Oh yeah. I, I, I've, I've done that. I mean, this shirt is a two X and I was wearing it when I was probably a three or four X and I'm wearing it now when I'm like a, just a regular large it, uh, it's amazing what we do to trick ourselves. The the thing I hated was jeans, because you can't really trick jeans. Jeans, uh, ooh. It, I when I got to my biggest, I used to like it blew my mind that people would wear them because it just hurt. It like physically hurt mm-hmm. to put them on, and like they wouldn't fit, and I'd have to put, I'd have to clasp them around my thighs and jump up like they were skinny jeans, but they weren't skinny jeans. Um, and but it, it what I'm impressed with is. I think it happens to a lot of people and it happened to me is I would never, I was never able to, to recognize that I was gaining weight and stop it until I've had gained all of it back plus 15 or 20 pounds. I'd always hit a new rock bottom. So what, what made you get back on the losing weight? So kind of what it was, was so, in 2018, I had this really awesome opportunity to go to England to work at a research institute um, about 50 miles outside of London. And, you know, it's a 12 hour flight, you know, from LAX to London direct. Um, and I remember being super panicked about getting on a plane, you know, being 320 pounds, 
you know, sitting in a seat is miserable. I, I remember doing that. My sister lives in Portland, so we'd go visit her occasionally. But I just remember every time I'd be panicked. And, you know, if it was Southwest, I'm logging in right away to make sure I can get like a good seat or whatever it would be. And I remember sitting on this plane. Uh, I had upgraded to a uh, like the exit row. So I got some more leg room type of a thing. But the disadvantage of that was that the armrests are fixed um, and, yep. and it was good in the sense that it was at least I had legroom for 12 hours, but I was jammed into this seat like a sardine just sitting there. And I remember just being like, this is miserable. This isn't uh, what am I doing? What am, what am I doing in my life that I can't I can't go on something that's going to be a, you know, a life changing trip to, you know, I was paid to go to England for two months and it's like, I'm miserable right now. And yeah, it was, I, I that was kind of that click moment for me. That's it's, it's, uh, that's, it's terrible, but planes, I think for a lot of bigger people are very, um, I don't know what the word was scary. Tra- I, I, I don't like those words, but it's just, it's the truth because a, like I remember once on a on a um, what was it called Virgin on a Virgin plane. I don't know if you remember they had remotes mm-hmm. in the armrest, and I was sitting next to like this very little girl, and I was spilling over the armrest, and the mom very nicely just told the girl, "Take why don't you take the remote out and just have it out the whole time?" Because like she couldn't get in, she mm-hmm. couldn't get in, yeah. and then it's also like I always felt um, judged like when people would walk by, like, "Oh, I hope he's not sitting next to me," or "I hope I'm not sitting next to him." It's um. And it's all like the seatbelts are a big thing. It's like, am I going to fit? I don't want to ask for a seatbelt extender. Can I just hide it under my gut? Like, I'm, like it's there's a lot of um, anxiety, I guess that's how I'd put it, around flying. Uh, I, I even, I, I'm in Florida, right? I, I don't know if you watch or listen, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not in my normal yeah. studio. I'm in my visiting my dad. And uh, when I flew out of Boston yesterday or two days ago, they had a, an announcement that, because they have these little small planes that take people to like Cape mm-hmm. Cod, yeah, and and they said cause they they have to weigh you, and mm-hmm. they said the plane was 150 pounds overweight, so they needed someone to get off, and I, and I just and met, like now I would I still wouldn't like it, but I'd be okay with it, but mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine what that would be like for someone who was like really big and like self conscious about it, having to weigh yourself like I I avoid the doctor like if i if i if i do go to the doctor i'm wearing shorts and i'm i'm weighing mm-hmm. in like that i'm not weighing in with with clothes on and then it's to be honest and it's something i i, I struggle with and i'm going to fix but i am waiting to get a physical because i want to be under 200 pounds and i'm, I'm like 11 pounds away and i want to i don't want to go to the doctor and be over 200 pounds even though i've lost a lot of weight i know that it's good I'm still very overweight for my height and it, yeah. it's, 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 it's annoying. Um, but so you, when, well, let's get back to your story. So you, you gained 75 pounds. You decided to start losing. And when, when was that? 2019, I'm guessing. Yeah. 20, uh, 20, 2018. So it would have been the summer of 2018. So it was July to the end of August of 2018. Okay. And, and how do you, how did you, um, eat differently this time? So I, I will say, um, so I was in the UK, um, and 
pretty much where we were. There was there was one grocery store that was about two miles away. Um, and I had a car for the first two weeks um, that I was there. And that was a, an adventure driving on the wrong side of the road, shifting with my left hand. Um, and so I, I kind of almost like limited myself in the types of food that I would get. A, it's very, it's somewhat different food while you're, you know, you're in England. Um, and so I would just go to the grocery store and find what I thought would be semi healthier types of types of things for those first couple of weeks. Um, and then after that, I was, I, I could have taken a bus, but it was, I like the bus schedule was kind of irregular. So I ended up just like putting on my backpack and walking to this grocery store, um, a couple times, uh, a week. And it was, I was kind of then limited by what I could carry in my backpack. And so I was just buying, you know, uh, you know, meats. So like standard stuff, you know, steak, chicken, um, some fish, stuff like that. And then just some vegetables. And honestly, the reason behind that was kind of, I, I didn't have a microwave. Like that was one thing that like this apartment that I was staying in, it didn't have a microwave, but it had a stove. Um, and so I was like, okay, I need to just like start eating somewhat better. And so I just kind of started making almost a common sense approach, not like trying to say, oh, I'm only going to eat these things. Like I still would get, um, you know, I still tried the, you know, their interesting chip flavors or they had some interesting candy and stuff like that. And I was, I wasn't like completely saying, nope, I'm not going to do any of this. It was more, well, let's see if we can make some in, uh, incremental changes um, that'll help me lose weight. And honestly, kind of, I guess it's selfish, but part of my reason behind doing that, like as soon as I landed was I wanted to fit better in the seat by the time that I came home. And, and so that was really a big motivation. How, how much weight did you end up losing in that two months? So I ended up, it was just funny. I I've heard you talk about, you bring a scale with you whenever you're traveling. So I actually, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I ended up ordering a scale on Amazon and having it delivered to my apartment. Um, and I ended up losing about 35 pounds in the two months Good that I was you. there. Yeah. yeah. That Okay. So you lost that. And I'm wondering, uh, because when, I guess I'll ask it this way. How, when did you get back down to, to where you are now? How long did it take to lose that 80 pounds? Um, I would say it took another, if I got back in late August, September, um, it probably was February or March, um, of 2019. So probably another, uh, for probably eight or so months. Um, okay. And, and I would say that that got me down to the weight that I'm currently sitting at. So currently I sit at about 225 um, and we can kind of, it. I would like to be lower than that, but that's currently where I'm sitting. So I'd say I've got to about 225, 230 um, by uh, pr probably the end of January, early February. Um, and that is when I actually, I ran my first marathon was in February of that year. So that's why I remember trying to figure out like, what, what weight am I going to be at to go run this marathon? And so I remember like kind of thinking about those types of things. 
Wow. So yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Absolutely. So, so yeah. you're, you're not only a, a runner, you run marathons, but you run longer than just the, the marathon. How for why? I, why? I, yeah, that, that, that I'm glad you do it. I'm glad you like it, but running that amount just seems it, it's terrifying. I, I, it's not even something I'd even consider. Like what inspired you to do that? Yeah. So when, when I was in the UK, so this kind of all bases back to that. Um, when I was there, this summer solstice is it essentially just happened. And so it had gotten, it would get light at 4am and it wouldn't get dark until 11pm. And the research institute I was working at would only be open from like 7.30am to 4.30. And so I was 5,000 miles away from anyone that I didn't know. And so there, there were these walking paths and I just started walking and I was just like, I'm just going to explore this place because I don't have anything else to do. I don't have a car. Um, I'm just going to start walking. And I decided, well, maybe I can do a couch to 5k. You know, it's like an app that you can get. And, you know, it says, uh, walk for one minute, uh, run for, or jog for 30 seconds or whatever. And then you kind of build up and I have an extreme personality. I think that anyone that loses a bunch of weight and then gains a bunch of weight and then loses it again. We kind of all have this obsessive personality in one thing or another. And so I was able to successfully do this couch to 5k while I was in England. And so when I came back, I was like, I'm not going to go to a 10k. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to decide to run a marathon. And I just decided to, um, I, I think stupidly, um, honestly, uh, is what it originally came down to, but I just was like, Hey, I, I, part of that, like that whole thing was that because my ankles fused, the doctors always told me like, I, you're not going to be able to run. Um, like I run today with a limp because my, my foot doesn't move side to side. It only moves up and down. And so I run with a limp whenever I run. And so they pretty much were like, yeah, no, you're not going to be able to do this. And so in my mind, it was kind of like, screw what anybody's saying type of a thing. And I might as well do it. Is that. I'm sure it is because you've done it. Is it, does it hurt your leg to run with a limp? Um, not so much because I've gotten so used to it. Um, it's more like one thing that I found, like they, they'll say with like running shoes, like, oh, an average runner will, uh, go through a pair of running shoes every like 400 miles or something like that, four to 600 miles, depending on like how good the shoe is. What I was realizing was because of this limp that I had and the way that my foot contacts the ground, I was running through a pair of running shoes in like 80 or 90 miles. So that was meaning that I was like having to buy a 130 or $140 pair of shoes like every four weeks, which got very expensive. Yeah, I can imagine. How, this is how little I've run. How do you know when you've gone through a pair of shoes? So with that, it was a, you can start seeing some of the, uh, like the different layers of the sole. Um, but for me, it was a pain thing. So like I would wear down one edge of my shoe. So then when my foot was contacting, it was like cocking my foot in a weird way. And I would end up with a bunch of like knee and ankle pain. Ooh. Okay. So how, Ugh. I'm just, I'm just imagining you running all these. What's the longest, uh, race you've run? Um, so I have run, uh, in March, I ran a 52 mile race. Um, 
And I attempted this actually this past uh, this past Saturday, I attempted 100K, which is 62 miles. Um, and I ended up dropping out at mile 44.6 um, because my urine was starting to look like coat colored and which can be like an indication that you're getting like muscle damage that can tank your kidneys. So I decided to drop out of the race at mile 44.6. So. How, wow. How When you drop out of a race, do they have a car to pick you up or do you just have to walk the rest? Yeah. So I. Uh, Depending on where you're dropping out. Um, so this race, it was three loops. So the first loop was a 33 mile loop. The second loop was 13 miles. And then the fourth loop would have been 18 or the third loop would have been 18 miles. So I ran the first one and then I ended up on the second one, realizing that like I, my stomach was really messed up. I couldn't eat or drink anything for about three and a half, four hours while I was like trudging through the mountains. Um, and then I was noticing that like I had been drinking you know, I, I probably had drank 200, you know, ounces of water and I was only peeing a little bit. And then I started noticing that my urine was really dark. And so I made it all the way to the end loop where like I had started. So like my, uh, my wife and my family was there. So I didn't actually have to like get picked up by anybody, but traditionally there will be aid stations and you can drop out at one of those. And then someone from the race will like put you in a car and drive you back to the start line type of a thing. So God, 40 miles. How, how long does it take someone to run 40 miles? So depends. Um, one reason. So I, I ran the marathon initially and what I realized I just wanted to finish. Um, I partly because my, I have a, my ankle is fused partly because, you know, I'm still, on the heavier side for someone that's running a lot. Um, I, I'm not fast, like I, in comparison. And so, you know, there are all these people that are running super, super fast miles. Um, the reason I really liked ultra running or running longer than a marathon was because most, like a lot of times you're just walking, you know, we call it power hiking because you're like power hiking up a hill. You're essentially hiking for a lot of it. And so, if you're really fast, like at this race, um, the person that won the race ended up running the 62 miles in about 11 hours. Um, and so they ran it in 11 hours and some change. Um, and that's actually not a terribly fast time, but there was about 9,000 feet of gain. So you were climbing, climbing mountains essentially. Um, and so it took me to run the 44.6 miles, uh, about 12 hours is what it was. And I've run 52 miles in about 12 hours as well. What, what, it, what is it about running that, that um, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but what that, that draws you to it? I, I know you talked about your ankle and, and, and your weight, but is this something that gives you joy or is it just more of like you're proving something or, or what do you get out of running? Yeah. So I, I think the reason I was drawn to running initially was because, you know, I, I'd always had a gym membership. Um, even when I was, you know, gaining a lot of weight, I'd always just had a gym membership. You know, I think that's how gyms stay in business is the people know, that don't yeah. show up to the gym. Um, and what I realized was, you know, after working all day, I would come home and then it's like, Okay, so it's a 15 minute drive to the gym. 
if I'm there for an hour, then I come home, then I need a shower, then I need to eat. It's like, this is a two or three hour endeavor. Um, whereas with running, what I realized was I could put on a pair of shoes and leave my house and then run back to my house. And it was all self-encompassing. It was, I have no excuse because I don't have to drive somewhere. I don't have to do anything like that. I can just leave from my house and I show back up at my house and all is kind of accomplished. Um, and so that's where my initial kind of interest um, was because it a big thing for me is not giving myself excuses. So if I give myself an excuse, well, I'm just not going to go to the gym. Yeah, you, know, you know, I worked a long day. I, you know, I I'm too tired. My my foot hurts. My whatever. But if I can just walk out my door, well, there's no excuse. There's nothing there for me. So that was oh, the big thing with running. I could uh, I could definitely come up with an excuse. I if you, if you ever need one, Caleb, I just to email me. I'll give you a thousand okay. excuses. Um, and the last question I wanted to ask you. Because you, you finished your uh, doctorate. We obviously went through the pandemic. The last time you gained weight was when you were going through a lot of stress. How was how was it for you during the pandemic and during go- finishing up your doctorate uh, that you were able to, to not put on weight again? Um, so I would say that I, I didn't not put on weight. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, honestly, it was actually, it sounds terrible, but it was actually kind of good for me. I was finishing up my doctorate. So pretty much all I was doing was like analyzing data and sitting at a computer. And because of this, our university shut down. So I was able to do all this stuff from home. So like from a like professional standpoint, it was kind of like, I can be in my pajamas and I can work on the stuff that I need to do. And then in the middle of the day, you know, there was a time where I lived that they were encouraging us to wear masks outdoors when, you know, you're doing anything, but that was kind of slowly taken away type of a thing. And so I could still go outside to exercise and all the gyms were shut down. So in my mind, it was like, okay, all the gyms are shut down. All these people then don't know what to do with their lives. Well, I have this thing running that I can do. And so I just kind of channeled my, well, I can go do this and I can do it in the middle of the day, as opposed to waking up at four 30 in the morning to, to do it before I need to go to work. And so I think that that was something that was really good for probably the first year of the pandemic, which is super depressing to say like, Oh yeah. <laughs> know, a year. Yeah. Um, and I ended up, I did end up gaining probably 10 to 15 pounds, probably over the last, I don't know, uh, probably the last year. Um, I had moved to, we moved to a new house. Um, and it was kind of, I knew what I was weighing then. And then I think just like life got to me, I started gaining a little bit of weight, nothing crazy. Like I think I, the highest I went was probably 240. Um, and then I've just like slowly paired that back. Um, and after this, after this race that I just had, um, I'm actually going to take a little bit of time off of running. Um, because one thing that I found is actually really difficult. It sounds counterintuitive, but at the beginning, running and losing weight are synonymous. But at this point with how many miles I was running, it's actually pretty difficult to lose weight at this point because of the number of calories I need to intake so that like my body doesn't shut down. And so I've actually found that when I do take a break from running now, I can actually get down to a lower weight. And ideally I'd like to probably be around 205, 210. Um, So if I can lose, you know, 
15-ish pounds, I think I'll be happy. Um, so it, I would say that I did gain a little bit of weight, just not a huge amount. And I really think that that was because I had this outlet that I was still allowed to do in the pandemic. That's amazing, Caleb. I, I uh, it's so, I, I mean, just the fact that you were a able to lose the weight twice, um, and, and keep it off. And, and I know a struggle for me and for a lot of bigger people is the, the working out. So to find something that you actually enjoy is, is just fantastic. So, um, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, um, I, I hope that, uh, that you you're running the next hundred mile. I can't even I can't even put the words together that I I don't even know how to say it. But I hope that the running goes well. Um, I hope that the the schooling. That how long are you going to be a post doctorate for? Do, do you have any? Uh, um, so I uh, I have a one year contract. Um, but I'm applying for faculty jobs right now. So uh, pretty much whenever someone decides to hire me uh, is when I won't do this anymore. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, that's great, Caleb, and uh, I, I hope you enjoy. I'm, I'm back on the East Coast, and it's cold up where I live, so enjoy the, the Southern California sun because you never know. You might you might have to move to, like, Michigan or, or Wisconsin or something, so hopefully, hopefully you, you get something in a warm area. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Awesome. Thank you so much, Caleb. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Caleb for coming on the show. Very inspiring, not only losing that amount of weight twice, and but keeping it off now for three years for running the ultra marathons i'm sure you're going to finish the next one if you want to if you want to sit at home like me and and uh think about eating chips but eat carrot sticks i'm not gonna hold it against you but i'm glad that you're out there running so i don't have to and i'm glad that you're out there studying the bugs so i don't have to because they're creepy crawly and i don't like them but (laughs) i'm glad you do um thank you again for coming on thank you to obese to beast for coming on earlier in the show and for inspiring Caleb to call me. And I, I'm very happy that he did. And if you would like to say hi to Caleb, uh, he's on Instagram at Caleb underscore hub with two B's. Caleb underscore H-U-B-B. And just to tell him thank you for coming on. And uh, if you want to go running and talking about bugs, he's your man. Uh, thank you so much to Caleb and good luck with um, this next year of your postdoctoral, and I'm sure you're going to be a professor of bugs. Pro- is that the title? Professor of bugs? Um, I don't think so. But whatever the title is, entomology, I know what the title is. Hold on. Veterinary entomology. So smart and such good shape. I'm happy that he lost the weight and has kept it off. And I know he has a little bit more he wants to lose, but I think he's doing great. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the Wasteland Podcast. Thank you very much to Sheath Underwear for sponsoring. And I will see you next week on the Wasteland Podcast.